0: As the time of group retreat proceeds, hopefully the mind is uh, getting steadily uh, more settled the, the disengagement from bodily activities uh, to the degree possible and uh, focusing the attention on formal practice this uh, helps to strengthen that quality of focus in the present moment as and when the attention is able to stay with the experience of the present reality wandering off into creations about the future or the past abstractions fantasies here in the present and there's no special need to focus the attention so much on a an object of concentration, such as the, the footsteps as we do walking meditation, or the, the rhythm of the breathing as we sit. We use the, say, the rhythm of the breathing, the feeling of the, the breath as it enters and leaves the body as a, an anchor, as a, a flag for our attention. But if the attention is steadily in the present, if uh, we're not being pulled by distractions and caught up, then there's no need for that kind of an anchor. We can allow the feeling of the breath, and the other perceptions or the body's movements, or the feeling of the feet meeting the ground as we walk along, they can be simply allowed to be part of the whole array of perception, the whole field of experience. It's a conscious broadening of attention, letting go of attending to a specific pattern of feeling or perception and opening the heart to the whole sphere of experience, the whole field of experience. So, in essence, the entirety of the present reality becomes the meditation object. Hearing the sound of the pigeons, my voice, sensations of the body, feelings of uh, cloth on our skin, feelings of weight, pull of gravity, different waves of emotion, being sleepy, being... Irritated, being glad and inspired, whatever shape it takes, here it is. So this deliberate letting go of the content of experience is opening the heart to the process of experiencing. This is the essence of insight practice, the development of vipassana, it's being that very awake, aware quality that knows the flow of experience, but is not identified, not attached, not grasping it. Being that awake, aware, knowing element, the Datu, that which knows. The Buddha also called this the eye of Dhamma, Dhamma-chaku. That is what knows, a knowable object, the Dhamma Chaku, the eye of Dhamma. Vijja Datu, uh, Datu as in element, Vija as in knowing, or awakened awareness, is a, another word we can use for this. In this development of the practice, there's a, a conscious letting go of interest an abandoning of interest in the content. Whether it's inside or outside, coarse or fine, pure or impure, gross or subtle, whether it's seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking, all of that becomes irrelevant. There's a letting go of the content, very consciously, deliberately, to be that which is knowing, Knowing the sound of a helicopter, whatever vehicle that might be. Not forming an opinion and grasping the opinion about it or solidifying the perception by the way the mind holds it. But rather, being that awake, aware quality that knows sound, knows thought, feeling, sensation, mood. That which knows a sound is soundless. That which knows a mood has no mood. That which knows sensation is free of that sensation. That which knows anger isn't angry. That which knows sleepiness isn't sleepy. To aid this uh, process of letting go, uh, abandoning the content of the sense field, then we use the classical tools. The the toolkit for vipassana is to reflect on the the changing quality, the unsatisfactory quality, and the selfless quality, the non-personal quality of all perceptions or sankharas that are experienced. So rather than, is it inside or is it outside? Is it changing? Rather than, do I like it or not like it? Is it changing? Rather than, do I know what it is or do I not not know what it is? Is it changing? We apply these, these tools of... Anicca dukkha anatta impermanence or uncertainty, unsatisfactoriness, not self. Not just as a kind of automatic overlay, like a, a label we stick on things, like a, a label stuck on a honey jar or an apple that tells you hey, this comes from New Zealand or from France or Japan or the UK. But they are tools. They're not just a, uh, a kind of automatic naming system. But rather, they're tools to bring about a change of view. To change the, the mind's way of holding. I, I like to think of them like a toolkit that we use for working on a car. Like a, a set of... of uh, Socket spanners to take the nuts off the wheel, or the tire levers to get the, the tire off the wheel rim, screwdrivers to you know, open up the, the top of the, the battery casing. It's a tool to bring about a particular transformation, a way to work with the mechanics of our system. They're not philosophical principles to believe in, or to reject, or to have opinions about. But like a screwdriver, or a tire lever, or a, a socket wrench. They are crafted for a particular purpose, and if they're applied correctly, then they bring about that change. You get the, the tire off the, the rim of the wheel, you get the top of the battery open, so you can change the battery fluid. you get the, the nuts off the, the wheel, so you can change the wheel. So, when we apply these reflections on anicca, dukkha, anatta, the point of them is not just repeating the words, labeling, in and of itself, but it's the change of heart that comes when those reflections are applied. when the mind moves towards something that is likable we hear a sound that we like or that's interesting or we smell some food at the mealtime that attracts us ooh it's interesting beautiful a reflection on dukkha is not just saying this is dukkha as a label but to pick that up to see how even a a delightful sound, or a delicious flavour, or a promising smell? Can that be pleasing? Can that be exciting? Can that be something that truly satisfies, gratifies, permanently? Can that, ooh, stay there? How long does it take before it becomes ordinary? The sound of that bird fades, fades into the background. The bird is still, still crewing. But it's become boring. The attention's gone somewhere else. That delicious flavor, that the taste of your favorite food, even after three or four seconds of, wow, the mind goes somewhere else, starts sizing up the next mouthful. So, when we apply these kind of uh, reflections, anicca, dukkha, anatta, the point is not the particular characteristics of the, the label, but the change of heart that comes with it. And we ask the question, who is it that's hearing these, these sounds, these words? What is the me that is the, the, the thing that is practicing Dhamma? This I, the meditator, I, the monk, the Anagaraka, the novice. It's the oh, that moment where the, the, the jitta sees things differently. The dhamma Chaku, the eye of Dhamma opens. That quality of knowing is actualized. Oh, there isn't a person who's the doer. Oh, this can't possibly be permanently pleasing. Oh. So this is the point of vipassana practice, is the change of heart. We apply the tool, but we apply the tool to get the the tire off the, the wheel, to get the top of the battery open we apply the tool to bring about the change of heart to catalyze that the value the the meaning the, the quality of vipassana that is significant is this change of heart seeing things differently knowing things in a radically different way. When we talk about, uh, say, being that awareness or being awake, embodying the quality of vijadhatu, these kind of terms, it's important to not let self-view and conceit, so sort of, again, creep in the back door and take over with those subtle attitudes of uh, "I am," "I am being awake," I, "I am the one who knows," "I am embodying the the quality of vicha. My eye of dhamma is opening. There's. Subtle qualities of, ana, of atta, the I and me and mine, they so easily slip into the picture, take over without it being realized. So, in the establishment of, of vipassana, the development of, of vipassana, is it particularly important to explore those reflections on anatta, to look closely, explore deeply, to get the feeling of ainas and meanness, minus get to know the texture of it the feel of it i the meditator i the experiencer i who's the one who knows to challenge that to let go of that so that there is a genuine being unborn there is not a me who's the unborn a me who is the Dhamma, a me who is the, the, the quality of, uh, the owner of the quality of, of awareness, of knowing. But rather, there's just Vicha. There is the unborn without a, an I or a me or a mine that is intruding or actually being born. <laughs> Embodying Dhamma without Confusion, without delusion, and as any kind of feelings of self, the ahankara, the eye-making, the mamankara, the mind-making, as that pops into being, noticing that, bringing attention to that. This is developing the insight into anatta, getting to know those eye-making and mind-making feelings. They're feelings. The feeling of self is another Sankhara that arises and passes away. The I am, I do, I feel, I practice, this is mine. The owning sense of self, the mamankara, mama, this is mine, my practice, my mind, my life, my story. sense of being, I am a person, I am awake, I am listening, I am sleepy. The asmi feeling, the I am feeling, the the being self, if you like. And the eso me ata, what we can call the narrative self, my story. I'm just an Anagarika, I've been a bhikkhu for 20 years, this is my name. This is my dwelling, I live in this kuti. I live in this room. I've been here for so many years, or months, weeks. These are my parents. These are my illnesses, my plans. There's the way we create a life story, the narrative self, me and my story, my age, my gender. As those pop up, as they arise and present themselves to the field of of awareness, notice that. Explore that. All these different kinds of selfing. The owning self, being self, narrative self. Get to know the texture, the smell, the the flavor of those. Recognize it, know it, feel it. Let go. So there isn't a me who's letting go, there's just a letting go, initiated by mindfulness, wisdom. It's not a person. That which knows the person isn't a person. The mind is not a person. The mind is dhamma. So in this process of, as we call it, me practicing the dhamma or me practicing insight, it's not uh, it's really not me practicing or realizing the dhamma it's more the dhamma realizing the me it's turned around this is letting go of ignorance seeing things clearly establishing right view